Welcome to the Saturday Morning Show for everyone in Perth. The Jam with Janelle and Sam. The words according to Sam. Well... It has been unseasonally wet. I think we can all agree on that. Unseasonally. Yeah, uh, we got more yesterday and the day before than we did. We g- generally do all December. So. Our local pond is usually dry by this time. Uh-huh. It's a nice change, though, because you know it's going to get hot. It's going to get stinky hot. Yeah. yeah. So it's good, good. So I was looking into the phrases and the words, and raining cats and dogs, not surprisingly, came to mind. Mm, of course. So... Do you know where the expression raining cats and dogs comes from? I think I do. Well, tell me, where do you think it came from? Comes from. Okay, comes well, this, this comes secondhand via a, a tour guide in Stratford upon Avon. Ah, yes, where being Shakespeare the birth, was born. Birthplace of Shakespeare, yes. So he told the tour bus that raining cats and dogs came because when it got unseasonally cold or wet, the Edwardians. Would would house their livestock in the thatched roofs of the cottages, and then if it would rain, the animals would fall on you in your bed. Hence, it being raining cats and dogs. <laughs> so that's what I've always assumed. I'm judging by your laughter that that's incorrect. <laughs> that is that is incorrect. That is that is out there as a possibility. Very good story, though. It's a great story. It's uh, I don't know if you've heard the the one about the freeze the balls off a brass monkey. There's yes. another one where they say it's it's a monkey was a brass monkey is what held the cannonballs. Yes. And that it would get so cold that that would shrink, and because the balls were made of a different metal, they wouldn't shrink and they would fall off. Again, great story, factually incorrect. There was a monkey. <laughs> No, it was never even called a monkey. Okay. It was just somebody's idea for a good... Anyway, raining cats and dogs. Uh, in theory, dogs don't climb up on roofs, particularly when it's raining. They'll go and hide under a table or do something like that. Hey, it wasn't and me. I know. Tour guide I'm, I'm saying, okay? uh, unfortunately, the reality is far less fun. Oh. Uh, again, in England, because let's face it, they have more rain than anyone. Yes. Uh, what would happen? It would get rained so much that all the um, dead animals that have been lying in the streets and the gutters would just float and then float down the paths. Oh, my story's way better. It's much better. <laughs> I know, I know, but factually so, incorrect. animal carcasses. Flowing down the streets of London and people look out and go, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, it's bubonic plaguey today. <laughs> and that's the way it was. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? But a slightly more fun one, to steal someone's thunder. Oh, is it to do with Vikings and the god of... And Thor and that oh, kind man, of thing. Oh, man, you are good, but no, totally wrong. No? No, it's because back in the day, back in the 1700s, there Baked was... Baked beans. <laughs> Not exactly. Okay. Uh, back in 1704, uh, there was a lot of theatre going on because, of course, we didn't have Netflix back then. It was Netflix. Oh, no, poor things. Yeah, I know, right? So they would make plays, and one of the things they wanted to do was recreate nature's environment and whatnot. So the the, the way to get the sound of thunder was difficult to reproduce. You've got without the old, a wobble board. Without absolutely. a wobble. They had the wobble board, but one man, he wrote a play. It was a big stormy thing and he invented it. It was like a big bowl with steel balls and then move around and make the sound of thunder. Anyway, the play flopped, didn't do so well. Oh. So uh, another play opened up a couple of months later and they stole his way of making thunder, thunder and he wrote in the paper a nasty article saying they've they've killed my play but stolen my thunder. Oh. And that's where it comes from. Wow. That's there a ripper. You there you go. There's our weather weather phrases from the words of Sam. This is the jam. 
So in my life outside of this studio, I regularly do stand-up uh-huh. and I regularly write other people's stand-up and do a lot of that kind of comedy work, which consequently means I don't laugh as easily as some people, I would say. I'm a bit more discerning in my laughs. Mm, you yeah, know, I can, I, I, I can appreciate a joke, I can watch comedy and think I know how they did that and, you know, appreciate and like and enjoy a joke, but I don't laugh out loud sure. a lot. So my daughter, Maraid, who is eight, apparently has picked up on this. And often she'll say, why? We'll watch a movie and they'll be laughing and she'll say, why don't you laugh at that mum? I'll say, because I've seen Macaulay Culkin get smacked in the face enough this holidays. Yeah, right, yeah. fair call. So I, she has a joke book she got for her birthday this year and it is not a good joke book. <laughs> well, Let's just there are say, very rarely good joke books, are they? Captain Paul would love it, is what I'm <laughs> saying to you. It is horrendous. It's, it includes jokes along the lines of what do you call a cow that eats grass? A lawnmower. Oh, like wow. that's the calibre oh, that's, of joke we're talking. That's Ba-bow. Christmas cracker worthy. Shocking. Absolutely. Shocking, shocking jokes. So she tried three or four out on me because she 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 understands the concept of getting a laugh out of someone. Sure. And she said, why don't you laugh, Mum? What is it that makes you laugh? Why aren't you laughing at these jokes? And I said, listen, to be honest, Bubba, I like rude jokes. Because that is the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. Totally the truth, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is the truth. Yeah. I like rude jokes. And she said... Well, I know one rude joke and my ears instantly pricked up because that could have gone anywhere. Yep. And I said, okay, she said, but if I tell it to you, you have to promise I won't get into trouble. And I assured her hurriedly that (laughs) she wouldn't get into trouble because I wanted to hear the joke. And she said, mum, I'm telling you, it's very, very rude. So please, I can't get in trouble. I said, I won't tell anyone (laughs) from (laughs) Perth. And (laughs) (laughs) And she said... Okay, mum, okay. So, and she whispered, she said, mum, what did the sheep say to the farmer? And my mind boggled and I had so many answers and potentials and possibilities, but I thought, no, the best thing to do is to play it dumb. And I said, I don't know. What did the sheep say to the farmer? And she said, hey, where's my food? <laughs> and I fell on the floor oh, that's laughing. I love, I love that joke for so many reasons. A, because it's not really a joke. It's just a random <laughs> swear word. Because I love the fact that it's gender neutral. Yeah. <laughs> the farmer's a woman. Yeah. Good point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I like it because, you know, she's got talking animals. All, all the good benchmarks of comedy are included in that. And you have taught her a very valuable lesson. If you want to make mum laugh, be rude. (laughs) She's got a comedy career coming up. Absolutely. So we're asking about your own Christmas cracker jokes. Not naughty ones, though. No, no, no. We can't beep everyone's jokes. We can't do the beeping. (laughs) Maraid, don't call. (laughs) (laughs) The Jam with Janelle and Sam. My daughter Maraid just told me, well, she made up a joke that made no sense in any comedic formula whatsoever, but was hilarious. Hilarious. And we have asked you if you have some jokes that you might be able to share with us 
in this festive period. My son is more of a physical comedy person. Right. Who'd been down the beach and he collects shells like like kids do. And he got home still in his uh, still in his bathers and he got a couple of muscle shells, put one on each arm and went, Dad, look at my muscles! <laughs> nice. Which I thought was pretty funny. Pretty funny. So what are, what are your Christmas cracker jokes? Uh, let's start off with uh, Melissa from Midvale. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, my joke, my Christmas cracker joke is, how do Australians measure length? Oh. I don't know. How do Australians measure length? In koala metres. It's so bad. (laughs) That Melissa. Oh, Oh, there were no rude words in that, but it inspired me to say some. Oh, Oh, look, (laughs) this is what we asked you to do. So well done, (laughs) Melissa. That's great. (laughs) Rachel from Jane Brook. What's your Christmas cracker joke? Morning. Good morning. Uh, It is one. What did one Kiwi statue say to the other? Statue brew. (laughs) (laughs) I like that I like that one (laughs) Sam's still giggling I'm still giggling because I'm I'm remembering another one uh, along the similar lines which I'll tell you off air Uh, nice one Rachel Uh, Jonesy from Two Rocks Morning guys, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas mate, you sound like you've got a cracker of a cracker joke I do mate, it is a cracker so my mum said I couldn't make a race car out of spaghetti uh-huh. You should have seen her face when I drove pasta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell my son that one. He's going to I'm love I'm going to tell that. my daughter that one. And the koala. They, and they're Jonesy, all that was all in the delivery too. It was. Oh, nice you guys work, have got Jonesy. a tough job Set to up, choose your favourite. This is The Jam with Janelle and Sam. Every day, Sam, during our Christmas Jam, we are talking to people who have nominated Christmas angels, people that are selfless and giving and do things for others without asking for anything in return. And today we're talking to Karen from Meadow Springs. Good morning. Hi, Janelle and Sam. How are you? Very so well, thanks, well. Karen. Hey, Karen, who have you nominated as a Christmas angel? Uh, I've actually nominated a lovely local lady called Janine Pace, uh-huh. who runs a local dog wash and clipping and doggy daycare and playgroup here in Mandra. Fun. So why, why is she a Christmas angel? Um, she does some amazing work locally, not only with, you know, her businesses, but she goes out and organises through um, another local charity, Halo, to look after dogs for homeless people. She organises microchipping, vetting, um, vaccinations, desexing, pretty much you name it, Janine organises it for these wonderful people. Uh, this last month she's put out a call through her Facebook page and offering someone in need who's, you know, might be suffering financially, whether it be a pensioner or a family or something, for their pet to be groomed once a week for oh, free. Oh. Yeah, there's a local homeless man who she looks after his dog. She's organised vet bills covered, washes, dog food, you know, anything that they need. She's organised that for him. Oh, she sounds amazing. Um, and apparently she even helped people after the bushfires recently. She most certainly did. Last January, as most people know, Harvey Waruna Yalu copped a battering with oh, yeah. bushfires for, you know, a good couple of weeks. Through her business, she collected, you know, we could all go down and donate food and hay and, you know, whatever they needed out there. She collected all the donations and drove out there herself more than once 
to wow. deliver food, make sure these animals that, you know, obviously, especially in Yarr Loop where people couldn't get in and out, they were allowed in to feed and take care of the animals, find anyone who might be lost and get them to a safe place until their owners could get back. And while she was doing that, her hubby was also out there fighting fires. So they're, they're a pretty awesome couple, Janine and Chris. They sound amazing and it sounds like she's not just a Christmas angel, she is an angel all year round and she definitely deserves a treat. Absolutely. Definitely. What should we give her, Janelle, our Christmas angel? I think someone that's always pampering our fairy friends needs Mm -hmm. some pampering herself, Sam. Good idea. I think that's a great idea. How would she like a $150 Morris Mead voucher, Karen? What do you think to that? Oh, I'm pretty sure she'd love it. Oh, fantastic. So you can get sport for choice with a collection of Morris Mead gift vouchers or with bonus gifts to unwrap on Christmas morning. Love Christmas, love Morris Mead. Congratulations to Janine and thank you so much for nominating her, Karen, and a very Merry Christmas to you too. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you too and everybody at 94 as well. Ah, oh, thank you. We'll have more Christmas Angels with Janelle and Sam throughout the week and you can get involved and nominate someone special at the Mix 94.5 Facebook page. Janelle and Sam, The Jam. Saturday mornings from 6 on Mix 94.5.